Wait, what? Are you drinking a soda? Dude, this is fine. It'll be, it, what are you drinking? This. Oh my gosh, that's a, a Sprite. It's a green bubbly. No, that's a Sprite, dude. <laughs> that's a carbonated jar of lard right there. <laughs> What up, party people? It took us a while to get our ducks in a row this week, and we almost ended up scrapping the recording altogether, but we managed to salvage some moderately digestible content for y'all. We talked cyclocross nationals, who will win between Scott and Drew, Scott's lifetime Grand Prix application that he filled out while on the air, and a few listener questions. For some reason, I thought we had more questions queued up, so if I've somehow misplaced yours, I'm sorry. Send it back to us, and we'll, we'll answer it next week. If you have any other questions or feedback for the show, you can find us on the Instagram machine at Scott McGill Jr., Dylan Johnson, Dizzle Dillman, Adam Saving Six, or you can hit us up on the Bonk Rose page. You can also drop us a note to bonkrosepodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get this Bonk Rose party started. What? Yeah, yeah, that's what I've Well, because I think Curtis, the guy who runs the Roadhouse team, I just talked to him today and he said, uh, he said he would want me to go like, like they would help me get there and everything. So I thought they just filled the team with this, the whoever had the highest UCI points, which is if that's the case, I should be in. No, no uh, Jesse's, Jesse's, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't just fill the team. If I'm going to pay my way to go there, then, and they, they're going to have Ron people saying, yeah, and they're, they're going to have people there anyways, then who cares? Like well, I have, I don't have headphones in either. Are we, Adam? You're not even there. We we don't have to do this right now. Maybe we just do it tomorrow. I was just gonna right. jump. I was just gonna jump in and then leave anyways. Adam, what are you doing? What's the word, dude? Sorry, I just got out of a meeting. My echo is. Oh, it's because my mic's like way over here. Should we just wait till tomorrow? I mean, yeah, we can do it tomorrow if you want. Yeah, sure. I don't care. What are you doing tomorrow? Without Dylan, without Dylan, I don't feel. I feel like there's just not going to be as much uh, jibber jabber. Yeah, Dylan talks way too much. um should we set a time then can we figure that out so that no one's dinner conflicts with it yeah i mean i could do 8 30 tomorrow night late night pod what about like during the day (sighs) um i'm busy all morning i I can do and then i have to ride and and then i have to ride in the afternoon but i don't have to be on it i wasn't even going to be on this one i just figured i'd drop in real quick Dude, I mean, it would have worked out fine if Dylan... We were we were going to do it at 4.30. I don't know where Dylan went. Oh. Or 5.30. It was going to be 4.30, but then my appointment got changed. Was it a virtual appointment? No. Oh. It was an echocardiogram. Uh, you having heart issues? No, I'm trying not to have heart issues. Oh, that's good. We can do tomorrow. If we do in the morning, I'd do in the morning. But We're recording our What time podcast are you free in the morning? morning. Oh, yeah, we've got... Um, yeah, I couldn't do it in the morning. There's no way. I'm going to be busy from early till like 12, and then I got to come home and eat and then go ride. So I'm still not, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to do tomorrow from a ride. But what are you doing this week, Scott, to get ready for Nats? What are you training? Yeah. Like what's from now to the, like what'd you do today? And then what are you doing the rest of the week? Today, I just, it was raining. So I went and rode in the woods, like on okay. trails on my cross bike. Uh, for like an hour and a half, just like easy. Okay. Then tomorrow I'm going to do like an endurance ride, two and a half, three hours maybe. Okay. And Thursday I'll probably do like a Hard. shorter workout of some sort. That's what I was thinking. I was trying to, but I was also thinking like if I should swap 
and do my harder workout tomorrow just to have like one extra day of recovery after the workout. But I don't know. You could, but like, I'm not going to do anything I'm going to need to recover from. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. What's your workout? I'll probably just do like one threshold interval. Oh, really? With like, I was going to do like, or maybe some starts. And then I was like, going to do like two some, sets of, I usually do like the week of a race, big race like this. I'll only do like two sets of 30 thirties for 10 minutes. Yeah, that sounds. So it's like not, it's intense, but it's only 20 minutes. So it's like not hard and maybe a 10 minute tempo. Oh, are we well, recording? Yeah, he's not going to, he's not going to use <laughs> I hit record like five <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just filled out my application for lifetime. Yeah. Oh, wait. Nice. How'd you guys it, said how'd it would go? take forever. It didn't take very long. I probably didn't do a very good job, but. What? Are you how kidding long you me? You? Probably what? five minutes. I applied to do a World Cup in in Europe. There's only two that's happening over Christmas block. And uh, they freaking did. I didn't make the team. They put they put a bunch of, they put five U23s in the race over me. You pissed? Yeah, I'm pissed. Like, <laughs> Are those the only two World Cups that you'll be there for? Yeah, this Gavir is the first one, and then Zonhoven is the week after. That's really annoying. Oh, I guess he. Oh, never mind. He just emailed me. <laughs> there was another email attached to that that said <laughs> there, there is a spot open for me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it said, "Hey, dude, dude, spot has opened up for you if you want it." How many spots not going? Yeah, but the point is that they select those people on top of you, so you should you should still be pissed. Maybe it goes that's off how they last that's race. How, if it's off my last race, then I wouldn't get picked <laughs> at all, dude. <laughs> I didn't even finish the last race. That was such a fluke. If he's looking at that weekend of racing and thinking, oh, I'm not going to pick Drew because of that, then that's Yeah, man, Dizzle's all washed up. Nah, you just wait for this weekend. Dude, I'm like, I've got watch so it. much left. I've got like so much. I feel like I've got so much left in the tank. Like, I feel good. I'm pumped. I'm glad like Nats isn't going to be in my last race of the season. I'm glad I've got like t- still got 10 more races on the calendar. All right. Well, sounds like we're doing this tomorrow. I'm going to go do a quick little jog on the treadmill. Oh my God. What? Why? I like running. I think there's going to be, there's always a lot of running in Europe. You should just publish this one as the podcast. At least you got something if we don't <laughs> do it tomorrow. 10 minutes. Yeah, Scott. Scott applied for the Grand Prix while while recording. Oh gosh! Oh great! Oh god! Now he I was just to about to leave. Jeez. I was literally about to log off. Dude, you're uh, about to just cancel it. Drew, you made it. Yeah, Why are you wearing that I just hat? got home from my ride, and I was gonna leave. Did you guys no. literally just start recording? No, it's been like, like ten, 10 minutes, minutes ago. Oh, but we haven't really talked about anything. We didn't no, think Drew. that any of this was gonna get used, so we weren't actually like like recording. But I. I guess maybe we should like pretend press the record button now. Wait, what? You're drinking a soda? This is fine. It'll be, th- what are you drinking? This. Oh my gosh, that's a, a sprite. It's a green bubbly. No, that's a sprite, dude. That's a carbonated jar of lard right there. Dang. <laughs> sprite sprite wow. isn't even carbonated. I don't think there's any fat in sprite. Sprite is carbonated, dude. <laughs> oh, I mean, I thought I thought you meant caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm not, Dylan must I'm, be sick. I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking the most clearly right now. The flu? Are you ill? Yeah, very. Are you going to be better by the time I come down there? No, probably not. When probably are you going down there? Sick. Right after nationals. For what? To train. For how long? Like probably like a week or two until oh. Christmas. Dang, Dylan, you're not going to be healthy in a week from now. 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to just trying to get Scott all paranoid before he comes down here. I don't think Scott really cares. It worked. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Scott hates getting sick. So I don't think doing, anyone likes are, getting sick. Are we actually recording now or are we leaving and doing this tomorrow? Dude, why why would we do that? We're already here. Yo, let's we got just 15 record. minutes already. Let's just All do right. like another 15 minutes. All right. Yeah, and then we'll leave. So quick, I think, I don't know. I, this that isn't my podcast. super long intro. What about the, um, are we going to do Cyclocross Nats predictions? Yeah, let's do it. Are you guys into that? Sure. Or did you guys have other things? No, that's beautiful, man. We have a ton of listener Continue. questions. We can save that for another time. No, let's do the listener questions and let's do the Cyclocross predictions. All right. In 15 well, minutes. Let's why ask we, Dylan. Why are we trying to make this episode so short? He's been following cycle. Because Scott's so got to go eat dinner. Drew's got to go run on the treadmill. Shopping, bro. Okay, yeah. well, Scott, you can you can duck out of here after we're done with the. the I'll, I'll, I'll leave before the predictions. That way, you guys can predict that I'm going to win, and it won't be like awkward. What? Because you know? that's what you actually think. Why would right? it be awkward? I don't know. That was my prediction. <laughs> that was my prediction too. <sighs> I was kind of hoping it was going to be muddy. It looks like it's going to be dry. Yeah, it does. If anything, like a little I, bit of... It shows rain on Sunday. That's it. But, like, yeah, it doesn't look like, like a lot. Yeah, yeah, like, you know. Okay. I wish it was, like, muddy. So, cross predictions. Who's going to win? Um, if it's dry, Eric's winning. If it's dry, Eric's winning. Yeah, Eric's a pretty good bet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Eric is? Yeah, dude, what are you talking about, dude? I don't know. You said that in like a weird way, and you don't follow Cross. So, like, who? Who? What's Eric's last name? Bruner. Okay, you know, and he won Cyclocross Nationals last year, <laughs> and accurate. I watched it. That's accurate. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. I think. Uh, I think if his if he can keep his bike together and uh, it's dry, I think he's the solid bet. But um, what are you I mean, guys? It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch if it if it's if all it's right, at all Scott, slick. I, then I think I'll Curtis put my money on you, good. Scott. I I saw that you converted your money? bike to a one buy. How much money? I don't know. As much money as our Patreons are currently giving us. That's that's nothing. <laughs> that's, what I, uh, <laughs> that's what when the the lifetime thing it said. Why do you want to do it? I said money. Money. <laughs> But they That's just like honest, that because they're the answer. ones coughing up all the money. It's like straight up cash. You know? So you, so you actually did apply for the lifetime series. Yeah, just he's, now, like while right we now. were recording the first really? part when you were late. Oh, that's interesting. What? What for the audience to hear your answers to these lifetime questions? Oh, but I already submitted it. But I can, uh, like, I mean, whatever. Yeah, he wasn't like matter. narrating the thing yeah, while he's filling it out. What did I say? What was the uh, most intriguing question they ask? You guys said this would take me a long time, dude. This didn't take me any time. (laughs) I told you it wouldn't take you a long time if you didn't care about it. How many did you guys write like books for these answers or what? Uh, Dylan Dylan submitted a video for everyone. Do you have the Do you have the form pulled up or no? Mm -hmm. All right, read some of the questions. (laughs) Uh, What does growth in U.S. cycling fandom mean to you? What you does put, it mean? What does would, it mean to you? What did you put for that one? I could, I couldn't tell you to be honest. I like <laughs> it means a lot or something like that. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't think I have any answer that was more than like a short time. 
<laughs> they have to let you in because it says how many people tagged you in that post. Like, yeah, for real. Yeah, I think yeah, that was a lot. Off I, of I was just that. Was they have like to let a you. quarter amount of the comments were about me. Yeah, I feel like they have to. Let there you wasn't. In did you guys notice how there wasn't one question about social media? They took yeah. it all off from last year. Yeah. It asked what your sponsors are, but who knew? It, it like, asked what, what your email was twice. You see that? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was going to say that. I'm pissed <laughs> about that. It was email, first name, last name, email. <laughs> <laughs> you just really want to make sure they got the right email. And I it was like a tw- it asked trick for your question. birthday, which is like, can you do this if you're under 18? No, I don't know. I don't think you can do some of the events in general. Like you can't do Leadville. I don't think if you're under 17 or 18. What? Why not? It yeah. makes sense. Because you're going to go out there and like, die, like unbound. Some kid's going to go out there and die. Dude, uh, unbound lets Literally like an 11-year-old kid finished the Shenandoah 100. Probably with their dad. I mean, yeah, it was with his dad, but like still. Wrong, so was, is that? an 11-year-old kid going to apply for the Grand Prix with their dad? No, I'm just saying. Like, Isn't there why? an 11-year-old kid on the jukebox team? <laughs> yeah, what, the, what is up with that? <laughs> <laughs> is, he's going to have to apply. Yeah, it's probably in his con- contract with Jukebox that oh, so he has Dylan's to got apply the insider for the intel. <laughs> yeah, Dylan knows they probably changed the age restriction. Insider intel on what? The eleven-year-olds now getting approved to race. I mean, I don't see why. I like. I don't think an eleven-year-old will would make it into the lifetime series, but I don't see why there should be a rule uh, having any sort of age limit. Like if you're fast enough to race in the lifetime series, why does it matter if you're 18 or not? Like what if a really fast 17 year old wanted to race lifetime? You're not going to let, let that person race. Um, All right. This thing where they they let them race the next year, man. Dude, this thing, the results thing for this is like so bad. Like I've, I've never seen anything this bad in my life. What? Athlinks? Athlinks. Yeah. It has none of my results on it. And you can't add. I, you can like search, but like it doesn't. I search it, like and it doesn't. Nothing comes up. Yeah, I don't. I don't think road racing uh, results go on Athlinks. Well, there's some like Drew, the you didn't apply and like you uh, like Negative. Utah and stuff. But like hmm. the, the results that come up are Major Taylor Cross. All right, USA Cycling Road Nationals. And all right, the, the I did Cycle that. Cross Worlds. Perfect, That's dude. all I did this year. That's, all, that's you all you need. <laughs> Why? They know who you are. Yeah, I think they know who you are. I put that as my fu- one of my final comments is the way you do the results sucks or something like that. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said like none of my results came up on the thing and I couldn't find any of them on the website. So, wow. Um, so cool. look me up on Strava. Is that what you said? Yeah, man. So here's my Strava. Yeah, did you put some of your KOMs on there? Oh, uh, he's gone. Scott go to dinner or what? I don't know. Nope. Oh, he's, he's back. back. He's fiddling with the thing where my mic is plugged into, and it like if you unplug your mic, it freaks out. Hmm. Um, who's going to get third place at Cross Nats? Because I think that's that's where the conversation gets tricky. Wait, why is that the conversation? Because I think first and second place are kind of wrapped up. I think Eric and Kurt, Eric and Curtis are going to be duking it out. I'd love to see Curtis like Dude, you don't, Eric you don't run think, for his money. You don't think Scott's faster than Curtis? No, I don't. Damn. I mean, um, really? I just, my heart, my heart says yes, but my brain says no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Is Scott cooler than Curtis? Did he look better in that hat than Curtis? Does he hop barriers <laughs> cooler than Curtis? All those things are pot. Yes. Dude, are there barriers on the scores? I don't know. I've never done it. 
Yeah, I haven't I'm looked sure at any barriers. of the preview stuff. I'll, I'll see the you course. You didn't do it the last time it was in Hartford? No. That was the no, year the that I was in the course is way race. different. So, someone Drew, posted what? like a preview already, and it's way different. It's like similar to the last. Yeah, I never watch those preview videos because they're so like. They so they like it like you get you you hype yourself out for nothing and then you get there and it's like so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we go up this hill like twice, but it's not even that like. And then the Run, rest of it's flat. Running or riding? Uh, it looked like you could, like it's probably running once at least. Gotcha. Or three or twice? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Sweet. What's your so yeah, like instead of, instead yourself? of doing like the long off camber, no, you, you like ask that pain up and down it. <laughs> yeah. It's been my goal all year to be top three. So, okay. and if I think first and second are wrapped up, then, you know, ideally I'd be shooting for the third spot. But um, realistically, I don't know. Hopefully top five. I think top five is realistic. Just mm-hmm. where at in the top five is going to be tricky. Yeah, you got to beat Scott. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big battle for like between me and Scott and Lance and Kerry Warner and Caleb Schwartz and Scott Funston, like, bunch of people all battling for all of those spots hell yeah which should be pretty exciting i think that'd be cool all right Who's is, um, is our homeboy the wait <laughs> who cares why do people care about the single speed dude isn't uh carry racing single speed i saw a picture of yeah like on. everyone's doing it for some reason i don't know why who's everyone tobin's doing it dang probably because the pre-ride sucks yeah yeah when are you getting there drew friday late like after dark and then oh, i don't know I think it sounds like pre-ride. it sounds like the pro parking is inside the course i don't know how that's gonna happen because when we go there saturday morning i'm gonna have the camper to drop off and so i guess there's we're gonna have to wait till between races or something i have no idea like you should probably like check with somebody about that they sent out an email and that's what they said they said just get here with plenty of time so that when you have to sit there and wait until the race ends you can go in so oh, I'm like, oh, great. Like, you couldn't think of a better, I don't know, better. So you, can gonna, a, you can put a flyover right there or something. Like, am I going to be able to put my car in the parking? I have no idea. Like I, on I Sunday paid, when we get to I the race, like, can I drive to the parking area or do I have to? Oh, there's like, like general. I'm sure there's general parking. I'm talking like they, this is for like paid paid team parking. Spots yeah, I right paid. There. Oh, then, yeah. You have to wait between races, so make sure you get there plenty of time so that if you get there, if you get there on the first lap of the U23 women's race or something, you're going to have to wait to the end of that race before they let you into your parking spot. If that's what it sounds like. Maybe they'll let you go across the course once they all go through. That'd be nice, but I don't, I don't know how that works. I'll just leave my keys on the seat. <laughs> all right. I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Scott versus cyclocross parking. It's like a reoccurring theme. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I split a spot with like five other people or something because like the misfits that like I hang out with the blue team. And so we like got two spaces and it was 90 bucks each. Mm. That's the way to do it for parking. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, it's $150 to do the race. Yep. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of money for an hour long race. Plus, you have to pay $200 for your license. At the beginning of the year, don't forget about oh, that. Yeah, but I already did have you, one. Hey, I just did you guys that hear that? Uh, did you guys hear that USA Cycling is doing a gravel national championship next year? Yeah, you're gonna do it. Yeah, probably. Do you even if have a, a USA Cycling license? I haven't had one for a while because I haven't done any USA Cycling races. But if they have a gravel national championship, I'd do it. You probably only have to get where, there. Where is it gonna be at? 
Uh, I don't know. They haven't made any announcements about it yet, other than that they're going to have it. Hmm. So didn't they? I thought they did that before and like didn't go very well. I mean, I, I, maybe Gravel's in a different spot now. They probably saw like not, how everyone like last minute was I know a of. huge deal of Gravel Worlds. I don't remember them ever having a Gravel National Championship. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Really? They tried I feel to like Grand Grand Fondo, right? Mm, yeah, I think they still have Grand Fondo National Championship. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it, maybe it was like a Gravel Worlds type of thing where it was like. Not sanctioned. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, cool. Well, how about we get to these listener questions, huh? <laughs> Drew, you're going to get third man. <laughs> Why? Is that... Wait, what? Before... I, I didn't want to leave you hanging. You asked the question, who's going to get third? And I said, oh. you. Scott's going to go one, Bruner two, Dizzle three. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to... Right. That was my next question is like, does that mean I'm going to beat Scott for third or... Got it. That answered my question. I'd be happy with that. Sick. All right. Are we done with... Uh, should we predict who's going to win the women's race? Claire Hansinger. She's no. probably going to like, win by like two minutes. Who do you think is going to win? Oh, no, I, I was saying me. no to Dylan. Not... not like we don't need to predict oh. it. It's, it's like, <laughs> oh, I thought she meant. I thought he meant like no. Claire's not going to win. It's not. I don't know. It's not much of a prediction. I'm pretty sure it's. She'd have to do something very poorly to not win. Cool. <laughs> All right. Listener questions. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Um. Hello from down under. I'm a classic bonker and love the podcast. Good bants. B n t z. I think that means like banta banter. Um, (laughs) have a question for the pod i'm a moderately fit roadie who started mtb a few years ago i've done some races and uh did otway odyssey last year don't know what that is uh 100 kilometers 2600 meters vert in 630 uh after blowing up hard i want to do it again but with work and bad weather haven't been riding much, maybe 125 kilometers a week. It's 11 weeks away, have about 10 hours a week. Um, how fit do you reckon I can get? And what would be your uh, strategy for training? I don't want to just finish. And what training program should I sign up for? Seems like a uh, a matchbox question. Yeah, answer it on that one. That one, yeah. <laughs> Dylan, can you can you I mean, um you need to filter these questions before you before read I them. read them? Yeah, That'd no, that nice. would involve like some amount of work. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, I can just kind of try to answer it real quick, I guess. Uh, he's got ten hours a week to train. How fit? Here's the thing about how fit can I get is like the unfortunate truth about cycling that people don't like to admit is that. So much of it is it like how how fit can you get with ten hours a week? It's like your genetics is such a big factor in that question, right? There's some people who can barely get fit at all in ten hours a week, and there's some people who can like probably win this race that you're talking about right now in ten hours a week. Um, so ha- having none of that information, it's really hard for me to answer that that part of the question. Um, and what would be your strategy for training? Um, man, this is going to be a long answer. Should we just go on to the next one? Well, what is the um, what is the di- the discipline again? Like 
He's doing it's MTB and it's like a hundred kilometer MTB with uh, twenty six hundred meters of vert. So like roughly multiply that by three for the amount of feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think something that often gets overlooked with mountain biking is how stochastic it is. Um, so like you know, a lot of yeah. people like for for a hundred k mountain bike race, they might just do a, a you know go out and try and do you know in, improve their threshold which is fine like you can or not improve your threshold but improve your ability to ride at threshold so like that's fine but it really depends on the course and most of the time when you're when you're talking mountain biking like you're naturally going to kind of have these ebbs and flows even if you're on like a steady climb or something um so i don't know if i were him i would just spend as much time doing like zone two like base training like you only have 10 hours so you need to build as much aerobic fitness as you can and then work on vo2 max like I, those are the two energy systems that i would kind of oscillate between yeah i'd agree with that um at the end he says what training program should i sign up for i think he's a, he's like referring to the training programs that i have on training peaks no i think he mm. needs a ignition coach he should probably hire adam as his coach we yeah. can make that happen. Yeah. Adam gave a perfect answer. Hire Adam as your coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have no idea what training plans you have for sale, Dylan, so I don't know. Uh, I was just going to say, this is like, <laughs> uh, I would say the probably start with the base training plan, and then after that do the the marathon MTB plan. <clears throat> and my plans I just made this week are $20 cheaper than Dylan's, so you could also go that route. Oh, dang. <laughs> you went $20 cheaper? yep just to undercut you man wow stealing all my business and get this i'm all about the cheesiness factor i called it the chassis that's what i call it that's what i called my base season training chassis, chassis. it's the frame like of, the of car. a car oh. i'm gonna do every one of the <laughs> training phases named Ugh. after you got the chassis the engine the exhaust system that's man that's 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 pretty awful that'll be vo2 (laughs) and then for the high intensity intervals it's gonna be nos that is so bad nos (laughs) i'm so excited about it i don't care turbo that's it that's what i'll call it turbo yo dude somebody is gonna be like scrolling through training peaks trying to find a training plan to do and they're they're gonna gonna be like that's that's such a good they're gonna be like why are there like training plans for cars and i'm gonna and they're gonna buy them all yeah, man, you got to stand out somehow. And then they're going to like them so much that then they're going to hire an ignition coach because that's mm-hmm. the real, that's the real end game. All right. All right. What's Prove the next me question? wrong, man. <laughs> um, do you have questions, Adam? Yeah, I've got one pulled up. Okay, go for it. Uh, so this comes from Brian and he says, I've got another question for you. How do you account for using tire inserts when setting your tire pressure? Isn't it effectively reducing the volume inside of your tire? If the Silka tire calculator says to use 16 PSI and I have an insert, how much lower should I run to compensate for the insert? Or am I tripping and I don't need to account for it at all? The first person problem is you're using a website to set your tire pressure. What are you <laughs> using, Scott? I just feel. Like, I feel the fucking pressure. Yeah, that's like, definitely better. Like. That's geez, It is yeah, better. Dude, that's definitely better. Do you at least use like, sure. a, like a pressure gauge? For cross, yeah, I've got like an air gun and everything. Yeah, fuck yeah, you have to. What, okay, what do you use for road? Like a gauge or a pressure? I don't Both. know. I, I mean, I guess I just like tell the mechanic to put in whatever you know. Wow, <laughs> yeah, eighty-eight PSI maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I forget trust. that you guys, you, you road fairies, have like someone doing it for you. 
Dude, I wouldn't trust any of those mechanics with my tire pressure. Well, good thing you well, don't. They can't figure out what, how, no. how to put air in the tire. Nope. No. If they can't they figure can't. that out, then I wouldn't trust them with anything. Dude, yeah, they, they know how to put too much air in your tire. They're freaking, dude, they're all old school and they don't, like, they don't know, like, they know how to make a bike work well, but they don't know how to make a bike as fast as it can possibly be. What, so they don't waste all their energy trimming the little hairs off the tires? <laughs> and then get, like, 60th or something at the gravel race? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I would have gotten 61st otherwise. <sighs> uh, I totally well, it depends for- what this dude is doing. I totally forgot what the question was. What was the question? The insert. There's a matter oh. of the insert. But what, yeah, what so he's, he's like asking ride? like if you're riding a mountain bike with an like he's riding a mountain bike, you shouldn't be using the Silka thing because you should base your tire pressure off like the terrain, right? Yeah, I will say that the Silka tire pressure calculator probably doesn't work as well for mountain biking because you, it doesn't really take into account like handling of the bike, right? So that's gravel too, right? Yeah, but like ha- handling is not that important for gravel. It's like you know people make a big deal about how like you need to be a better bike handler for gravel than like, I guess road or whatever, but it's like, it's not that big a deal, but Um, in mountain biking, obviously it's a big deal. So, so Dylan, so just answer this. So do you, do you have, do you run different tire pressure for your tires with inserts versus without inserts? Uh, I don't, but you bring up a good point. And I actually want to ask Josh from Silco about that and see what he says. Um, I feel like, I feel like that's definitely something he would have thought about. Like he even puts in different tire casings on his calculator. Like he's got, uh, he's got like a mid range casing and he's got like a race tire and all this. Like if he, if he thought that in depth about it, I feel like he would have put tire inserts in there too. But cause I've, I've heard him talk about tire inserts. Like he talked about tire inserts in my video that I made with him, but I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, in, I intuitively it. it it seems like it would make sense that like if you're taking up volume in the tire, then you're reducing, yeah, you're basically reducing the tire size. So instead of, instead of reducing your tire pressure, maybe you just run the same tire pressure, but it, it feels a little bit softer. I honest, I I'll be honest. I don't know the answer to this question. Next question. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel bad because I actually told him I was going to do some research before this one, but I forgot. (laughs) Sorry, Brian, we'll get you next time. Uh, let's see. Okay. Well, this one's just, it says feedback. Um, I'm working in France and I do a lot of driving to visit my customers around the Mediterranean Sea. You guys have been with me throughout all of those drives. I've learned so much about the U S gravel scene and I don't even own a gravel bike. It's awesome though. And I've listened to every minute of every episode. Keep doing what you're doing. God. That's cool. Thanks Romain. <laughs> we will. That's going to end, uh, at this episode. I feel like this is a very low energy episode. Yeah, because of you. All right. What, what was the question? There was no question. I just said it was feedback. <laughs> Should we I know, I read were, uh, a lot of questions? Daniel's week, question. But... Daniel's question. Dude, yeah. Daniel's Daniel has a, a very in depth question. That <laughs> do you want to read it or should I read it? It's fine though. He 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 like limits himself to one question a month though. So like it has to be elaborate. Sure. You read it. All right. You cool. Um, where did Drew go? By the way. I... <sighs> You just ditched us? He left. <laughs> I realize that everyone starts out with a playbook and then bases based on early results 
reassesses either at the end of the spring or mid-year. So this question is mostly about the playbook heading into the start of the season, knowing that things happen and change. I also understand that each person each person's constraints are different, such as running a side business, having a full-time or part-time job, home base, uh, friend-slash-family support in other cities, sponsor, uh, assistance, van life setup, or lack thereof, etc. Um, please talk about the strengths and weaknesses of each playbook below. With thoughts on series prize purse, individual race prize purse, uh Logistical cost, including heat, altitude, adaptation cost, appearance fees, media exposure, sponsorship obligations, grassroots gravel, ambassador kudos, over uh, over racing pitfalls, and most importantly, level of difficulty. All right, so that's a lot of factors, dude. That's well, like a whatever whatever Dylan does. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan falls into the over racing pitfall for sure. Sure. Um, all right. So we got Sofia Gomez Villafane playbook was to win unbound train for it with a vengeance and don't worry about anything else. So I don't know. I think that so, and then he's got, he's got, we can start with this one, but then he's got some other ones after this. And the case with a lot of these and this one included is I don't think her plan was to train for unbound and who cares about anything else i know that she she unbound was like a huge target race for her but i don't think she would say that like who cares about any other race on the calendar uh at any point this year um she just happened to do really well at unbound yeah i i would agree with that i mean i think for like the you know everyday or amateur level um, it, it kind of makes sense to put all your cards in one basket and train for something like that. But at the elite level, like you can't really do that. Like you, you can certainly have like peaks yeah. and valleys of a season, but for the most part, you try and run pretty hot for an entire season. So yeah, I mean, she might've put a little bit more emphasis into unbound, but I don't, I don't know specifically what that would have looked like for her. Um, and I don't um, think it like compromised yeah, the rest I, of her season. Yeah. I, I, um, I think that the the re, the repeating answer for most of these here is that these pros don't plan out these successes nearly as much as you think they do. Like they're trying to do, they they have some races on the calendar that they'd like to peak for, but like they're trying to do well at every race. And like just because they happen to have success at one race and not success at another race that doesn't mean that they planned it out. Um so, like, the next one that he has on here is Swenson's playbook, race the Lifetime Grand Prix exclusively, don't get distracted with other races. I think that was an awesome... Uh, see, this this was planned out by Keegan, right? He was like, I'm just doing the Grand Prix and I'm going to win the thing. I'm sure he his plan was to win the thing at the beginning of the year because he's good enough to have that plan at the beginning of the year. Um, so this is, like, the one exception to what I just said. And I think that what he did was really smart. He didn't like he didn't overrace himself by doing all these other races in between that didn't matter. Um, and I would have even said at the beginning of the year when he was doing like that twenty four hour race, and then he did, uh, and then he did Cape Epic. I would have said that he's gonna overrace himself. But I think the key was that he did those two, which are which are you know obviously huge loads. But then after that. Like it was just the Grand Prix races, you know. I think if he had 
kept throwing in all a bunch more random races that didn't really matter in there, I think he actually probably would have overraced himself, but he was actually very careful about the races that he chose, even though the races that he chose were like very stressful on the body. Yeah. So so I think, he, he I think did, that he planned he that did out do super well. whiskey 50 after like the week after uh Seattle or something, but then he literally didn't race between that and unbound, which was like five weeks. Yeah. Uh, so then next we have Adam Roberge. His playbook was power rankings, Pokemon Go, catch as many of the 20 power ranking races as you can. Um, yeah, I don't know. Adam Roberge just seems to like to race as much as he possibly can. And what's impressive about him is that he doesn't seem to over race. Like he actually races really well at the end of the season. Big Sugar was his best lifetime Grand Prix result of the whole year. And it was the last race of the year and he had, he raced so much. So when we, when we talked to him, he actually said that he did consider the power rankings when he was like planning out his schedule, which is interesting. Um, uh, Brendan Wirtz playbook focus mostly, mostly on the BWR series and sprinkle in a couple of lifetime races. I mean, I think that the BWR series was probably a good one to focus on last year, just because you, if you're at the level that you can maybe get a podium at the BWR series, you know, you can get quite a bit of notoriety for getting that podium, even though, uh, even though it's like, I don't know, a second tier series to the lifetime at this point. Um, so like not as competitive, but you know, before this year, you probably would have said that the BWR series is like the most prestigious gravel series in the country. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. So, you know, I sort of feel bad for, I mean, not that I actually feel bad, but like he, you know, if if that was actually his plan was to like target the BWR series, this was maybe not the best year to do it. Um, Cause I don't think the comp the level of competition at the BWR series was any less this year, like at least not all the big mm-hmm. ones. So um, San Diego was a stacked field as usual. Um, North Carolina had yeah. a pretty decent field. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the other races just aren't that big, I guess, but um the Kansas one had a pretty big, big field, but the problem was it was so overshadowed by the lifetime grand prix that it's, it almost like the whole series didn't really get that much attention, which is unfortunate. Cause I mean, the fields were, yeah. were super stacked. Yeah. If anything more stacked than last year. So yeah, for sure. Uh, the Stetna playbook retrace Stetna's 2021 road trip, uh, a third lifetime grand prix, a third BWR and a third grassroots gravel. Are you reading this off some list or something? Yeah, he's got a list, dude. So this isn't even a question. He's asking us to comment on these, like, different writers' plans for the season. All right, well, I'm going to go eat dinner because I don't have anything to comment about this. All right, man. We'll see (laughs) you. See ya. Um, Yeah, I mean, so we – he – Daniel asked us about, like, the Stetna versus the Swenson, um, like, way of building your season – last week but like and i i don't know if there's drama about this or like stetna was talking about this on a podcast or something but like guys like stetna and, and some other guys like ted king you know they they really feel like you need to keep gravel grassroots and all of this and i mean it definitely shows in the way that like swenson and stetna build out their season like stetna also does a ton of races um I think that actually Stetna may be more prone to over racing than somebody like Adam Roberge, though. Adam Roberge, it doesn't seem to affect him at all. I think there were points in the season where like it was getting to Stetna. Yeah, so for sure. I don't know if 
Yeah. You know, I don't Especially know if he's going to do something had, about that like, next year. Family stuff going on at home and, you know, yeah. he puts on a race. So, like, yeah, he, he seemed mm-hmm. maybe a little overextended this year. Right. Um, so, finally, I mean, I we think got... for him, though, like, like, he's coming from the World Tour. So, I think for him, like, mixing up this season like that where he's kind of doing some of these, like, fun races where, like, he can win, but he doesn't have to try that hard. And then, like, some of these races, like the Grand Prix where he has to try really hard and he probably isn't going to win. Um, and then like the third race is being, you know, kind of the, you know, BWR, whatever, where like he's contending for the win there. Like, I think for him, that yeah. probably just mixes the season up pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a third of each, I mean, that's, that means he was doing like 20 plus, you know, endurance or ultra endurance events, which is, it's quite a bit. It's he a lot. Way yeah. more than that. Actually. He probably did like, he probably had like 40, 40 races. This yeah. Year. Yeah. It was a lot. And, and he did like, uh, he did the Oregon trail race just stage race too. So yeah. yeah. Um, I would say the only person who probably races more than Stetna is Lachlan. That dude like just never stops racing. I think Adam Roberge raced, raced most. Maybe, yeah, maybe Roberge did. So finally we got Jasper Auckland. Uh, and this, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, playbook to win gravel locos, or or another competitive non lifetime Grand Prix race, um, like the strategy Dizzle suggested when talking about peaking for Major Taylor's cyclocross. I can guarantee you, Jasper was not thinking. Let me win a non major gravel race when he came over to the U.S. Jasper's probably main goal when he came to the U.S. was to win or do really well at Unbound, and unfortunately, he yeah. had like. He had a mechanical at Unbound, but he I, I, he didn't come over here to the U.S. to win Gravel Locos. He came over here to win Unbound, and it just didn't happen. Like I, I think that that and that's that's kind of what I was talking about. Is like somebody will do well in a race. I I rem, I actually remember this. So I did um I did the the Pisca stage race one year, and I was having like. I was like not doing that well for the first three days. I think I got sixth place three days in a row, sixth, sixth, sixth. And then on the fourth day out of nowhere, I won the stage. Um, And I didn't know why, but I felt amazing that day for some reason. And there was like an article written about the stage and they were like, yeah, like Dylan was saving his energy for the fourth day, like the queen stage (laughs) so that he could like win that queen stage. And I was like, no, I wasn't like, this is not part of the plan. (laughs) Like I just want to do well overall in this race. And and I think that's like, I don't know. I think, I think sometimes people think that like if, if a pro does well here and doesn't do well here, that they like plan that out where, whereas like 80% of the time it wasn't planned out like that. Unless they won, then it was planned out that they. Yeah, I mean, if they yeah, wa- if they won, like if they won, then everything went to plan, right? But like right. for example, right. like uh, Keegan Swenson, like his season went to plan because um, he won. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is like like you know, for example, Keegan didn't win the last two rounds of the lifetime Grand Prix. So like I could see an outsider looking at Keegan's season and thinking like, Oh, I bet Keegan planned to like hit the, hit the series really hard early and then just build up such a lead that like he can just coast for the rest of the year. Guarantee Mm -hmm. you not his plan. It's just how it happened to work out. 
you know? Right. I mean, and yeah, I was insane that he like was in contention to win all six races. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I, and I think um, it's a little different. Like, like Drew was talking about like peaking for a, you know, C2 weekend versus like trying to peak for C1 or world cup weekend. And I think like if you're a mid tier cyclocrosser, like that's not a bad strategy actually, because you know, you're still going to get points. Like it, you know, it's not like a major Taylor's not a, it's like, you don't really, there's not a ton of like notoriety for different races. It's like, it's still a UCI race. So like with cyclocross, it's just maybe a little different. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. Um, yeah. So then, so then he asks, what playbook are you personally leaning toward and what oh, playbook do you personally see yourself question. switching to if results are not coming in as hoped? So um, should we, I mean, it's hard to say because, like, no one knows if they got into the Lifetime Grand Prix yet. Yeah. So we don't know if we got into the Lifetime Grand Prix. Um, I will say that for me personally, um, I usually perform better at early season races. That's just... It, it, and, like, I I can take a mid-season break. I can try to race less. I can try to do all these things. Like, uh, for example, I, I definitely over-raced myself at the beginning of the year this, this year, and then I definitely did less races in the second half of the year. And, I mean, my races in the second half of the year weren't terrible, but, like, when it got towards the end of the season, they did start <laughs> to get terrible. Like, and that happens to me every year. Like, it, I can't tell you how many times my last race of the season has been my worst race um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I'm almost thinking like, you know, maybe I should just lean into that. Like if I know that I perform really well early in the season, just, just lean into that and, and go for those early season races. Um, yeah. Especially cause like a lot a of people I'm are the opposite. Right like a lot of, a lot of people come into the season, maybe a little running a little lukewarm and, and kind of build up. So yeah, I mean, you could maybe take advantage mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, uh, I think that probably I would like to have very little racing on my calendar leading up to unbound this year. Um, whereas last year I had too much racing on my calendar leading up to unbound. So I'm almost thinking about having like a spring, uh, an early spring block of racing and then no racing, or very little racing up to unbound. And then, cause I still, I unbound is like my a race of the season. Um, and it still will be next year, whether I got into the grand prix or not. And honestly, this, this thing that I'm talking about doing where I'm like hitting it hard in the spring, that'll probably also be whether I get into the grand prix or not. Um, so yeah, it's kind of what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe we can kind of talk 2023 forecasting once <laughs> We have a better idea of what that might look like. Yeah, sounds good. Um, did you have more? Did you have more listener questions or no? No, I don't think so. I we we got a bunch of questions. I think maybe for the Matchbox is what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. We launched our YouTube channel. One of the videos is popping off. The rest of them are straight. The reason behind. why the reason why that video is popping off is because I I in my community tab on my channel I announced that we have a bonk pros YouTube channel. And I linked that video you shared that one <laughs> and, nice. uh, looking back on it, it was probably not a great one to link. Cause literally the first five minutes of that podcast were like just telling Scott to like use his, his mic, mic or like fix his <laughs> mic. 
And I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I, I looked at the viewer retention on that one and it's like three minutes and it's like people are watching the first three minutes of this thing and then tuning <laughs> out because we're like talking, telling, like it's a good podcast. Like I like, I thought that was one of our better ones once you get past the first five minutes where we're telling Scott to fix his Yeah, mic, we should have probably just cut that out of the video or something, but we don't really do that. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, this is this is raw and uncut. Yeah. Unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's it. I got nothing else. Cool. Um, sweet. Well, if you got listener questions, send them in. You can send them to uh, Bonk Bros Podcast at Gmail. Send them to Bonk Bros Instagram page. You can DM one of us. Yeah, give us a follow on the Instagram page. We're trying to build that up. We got 246 followers in two posts. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. All right, sick. Dude, we should have had uh, we should have had the Bonk Bros podcast uh enter the lifetime grand prix. Like we should dude, have used the Bonk late. Bros podcast email. <laughs> oh, dude, should we do that? <laughs> it's not too late. The Bonk Bros podcast email and like the na- first name Bonk, second name Bros. <laughs> <laughs> got to, that would be got funny. To mid midnight tomorrow. Okay. I'll think about it. All right, sick. I got to go start making dinner too. It's Well, it's sick, but my kid's on his way home, so. Cool, man. I'll catch you later. All right. Peace.